Welcome to the Chamber's Elevated Conversations podcast. And now, your host, Dave Ekman. Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of Elevated Conversations. I'm your host, Dave Ekman, from the Greater Warsaw Chamber of Commerce. And first, want to extend a happy new year to all of you um, in this January 2021. Uh, with us today is Dr. Matt Ashbrenner from the I Clinic of Wisconsin. And doctor, uh, thank you for uh, joining us today. Thanks for having me. Greatly appreciate it. You bet. Wanted to really connect uh, to your organization. You know, I, I drive by your, your building every day. Um, I happen to be your neighbor, so I work on this side of you, but then I live on the other side down by River Life, and I walk by it nearly every day, your, your eye clinic of Wisconsin, and the parking lot is full up and down, and you guys are doing great things. Before we get into the eye clinic uh, proper, though, um, where are you from in Wisconsin? So I originally am from Wausau. I grew up in Wausau, Wisconsin, born and raised. My parents still live in the house that they raised me in on the northwest side of town. Uh, I'm kind of a, a rural kid and then I grew up in the town of Berlin. Uh, I'm from a farm family that has a pretty extensive farming background. My father was in manufacturing and my mother is a surgical technician. In fact, my mother's still working at Aspirus. She's been there since 1971. So this July will be 50 years. Uh, and she still works part time with them. So my mom's interest and um, passion for healthcare is what drove me to be a physician. I got to work with my mom uh, during the summers, and as part of working with her, there was a period to meet uh, Dr. John Hattenhauer when I was in high school. And then I also went to high school with George Wittemann's daughter, one of his daughters. And after graduation, George and I had a conversation and he invited me to come work at the Eye Clinic of Wisconsin. So I did so as a, a technician um, for two summers. And then I've always had a thought process of coming back to Wausau. And that came to fruition in 2012 when I was finally done with all of my education. My wife is from the greater Milwaukee area. So we knew that we wanted to be in the Midwest and based upon all the practices that were hiring at the time, it just fit to come back here uh, home to Wausau. So I've been in working at the Eye Clinic of Wisconsin as a physician since 2012. My first stint with the Eye Clinic was in 1999. So I took a brief layoff to go finish my education. So I've been here ever since 2012. It's the first job that I've had out of training and um, I'm now one of the nine partners also sits on the board of directors and um we meaning my wife and i very much have uh called wausau our home and we enjoy the area that's terrific um so berlin meaning you probably went to wausau west that's correct yeah i'm a warrior all right okay um well that's terrific and you you uh you mentioned your father was in manufacturing yeah my father worked at jarp industries he actually worked for a period of time at wausau homes and so the whole kind of late 70s, early 80s crash of the housing industry. Uh, my father was laid off for a bit. And then shortly thereafter, he was able to work with uh, John Kraft over at Drug Industries. And then he finished his career there. He worked, uh, I believe, 10 years ago is when my father retired. Uh, he was one of the production supervisors uh, on that team. And so, um, you know, I get a little bit of manufacturing slash business uh, background in me um, tied in with, you know, a lot of healthcare for my mom. Most of the dinner time talk was uh, crazy 
operations that my mom experienced during the day. And I just thought it fascinating. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I chose a, a career as a physician. Being a physician, I never realized how much business was associated with it. And I think a lot of doctors end up working with major medical groups because they have no desire to be part of the business aspect of it all. And I found that since graduating and being here, um, the business end of running the eye clinic is somewhat enjoyable to me. And that's kind of, uh, you know, why I've continued to be here. And, you know, I'm happy that the clinic continues to thrive after nearly 60 years. The eye clinic Wisconsin is going to be celebrating their 60th anniversary in 2023. So 1963 is when Gordon Backer, uh, first laid the shingles down and it's crazy that 60 years later, we've grown into such a, a massive, you know, healthcare provider, when I got here, and I think it's still true today, the Eye Clinic of Wisconsin is the largest private practice ophthalmology group in the state. So the Medical College of Wisconsin and the University of Wisconsin at Madison has more physicians than us, but of course they're, you know, essentially partially publicly owned through the universities. And so we're still a, a big player of eye care, not only in North Central Wisconsin, but all of Wisconsin. Yep. Um, so you, you, uh, you grew up here, you went away to school, where'd you go? I went down to Madison for undergraduate as well as for medical school. And then my residency took me out to Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Uh, residency is a four-year program. And so I was there for four years. And then um, there's something that is called a fellowship that I did. And so uh, all eye doctors go to medical school and then all eye doctors who are ophthalmologists go to residency. And then subspecialty within ophthalmology, there's a bunch of different subspecialties. And I chose to become a vitreo retinal surgeon. That was a two-year fellowship that was done at Barnes Jewish Hospital. It was called the Barnes Retina Institute. It's now called the Retina Institute. And it was a combined fellowship of a private practice group as well as an academic group. And so that's really what turned me on into the business of ophthalmology was the mentors that I had during my two years of fellowship. We would not only talk about cases on Saturday morning, but we would talk about some of the business aspect. And um, I knew that after I went to fellowship at Barnes that I would end up in a private practice somewhere um, because I just enjoyed the business aspect of it. And I enjoy the autonomy uh, that comes with it. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because um, you went, you grew up here, you went away, you went to Madison and then you went down to North Carolina. So let me ask you this. Um, and you came back here about 2012, I think you said. Correct. Yep. So you went away and you came back. Um, what What's your perception as a Wasonian coming back home as to where where we're at in this community with what we're trying to build for the future? What's your take on it? It's interesting. When I was in high school, I talked with my friends uh, who were in DECA and a little bit more business involved than me. And I said at the time... Uh, I was like, we need to have something on the riverfront downtown. You know, this was in 1996, 1998. Um, and here we are, you know, uh, it, it, it is nice to see that the downtown has developed the way that it has. Um, it is nice to see uh, the whole riverfront as being an intermingling of essentially small town mom and pop type shops. Um, but what has surprised me is how well we've been able to develop kind of downtown and the riverfront. Um, but it's a little concerning that the city of Wausau continues to get older without having some sort of youth resurgence. And maybe it's on its way. I hope that it is. We definitely have the foundation for it. Um, but that's kind of my thoughts of right now of the city. No, we appreciate that. It's important to get that feedback, especially from those that grow, have grown up here and then returned um, you know, emotionally, you have some connections here, but we are trying, we're trying to build a community here 
uh, that will attract and retain next generation of talent, uh, try to create an environment of uh, vibrancy, forward looking rather than backward looking. So uh, we uh, welcome any feedback, anytime um, you, your friends might have in the future. So what, what did it mean for um, the Eye Clinic of Wisconsin when all of a sudden in middle of March, boom, what did, what did you do to innovate or to reposition yourselves? March is interesting. We, and by we, I mean uh, myself, my partners, both uh, ophthalmology partners as well as optometric partners. Um, we got together with weekly meetings and we typically have a meeting once a quarter. And so we were going from having four meetings a year to a meeting every single week to figure out just how to stay afloat in the moment. Um, we try to use science throughout the entire process. And that's a little bit hard because, you know, I know that science turned into politics very quickly. And, you know, first and foremost, we wanted to keep our patients safe, but we also wanted to continue to do what we're doing. And actually, in ophthalmology, it's interesting because if you think about it, when kiddos get sick at school, they will get sent home for one reason, and that's pink eye. So the minute that a kid is snot-nosed, running, coughing all over the place, nobody cares. But as soon as their eye becomes pink, it's like, oh, you're contagious. you got to get out of here. It's, we've actually, pink eye have been set up to quarantine, isolate, and still take care of people that are contagious. And we kind of did that from the beginning. We realized that from a perspective of just perception, we needed to care for our patients that absolutely needed to be cared for. And we continue to do that. So we never fully shut down because there's always ophthalmic emergencies and there's always urgencies. In fact, one of the things that I do as a retinal specialist is take care of a disease process that is called macular degeneration. And those patients require typically EI every four to six weeks. And so there's a two week window that's in there. But beyond two weeks, if you fail to treat patients, they start going blind and they go blind very quickly. And so we didn't have six months a year to wait for policies to be developed. We said, okay, within two weeks, we have to continue doing what we're doing. And we did do that. So we were able to develop a policy of isolating and quarantining people. We had a pretty good idea as to what the questionnaire should be. And then, um, we just took care of patients. And as part of that, a lot of our routine eye care did get put kind of on the back burner for about two months. Um, and so elective procedures got uh, shut down as well as what we consider quote unquote routine care. And then after eight weeks, we realized that the process of opening in the phases um, through the state of Wisconsin, as well as throughout the United States, it was just going to be tailored differently. And so we weren't Madison, Wisconsin. We weren't Milwaukee. We surely were not New York City. And we realized that we could safely still take care of patients. And then what we did is we did what we were supposed to do. And so we socially distanced. We took our waiting rooms and they looked like a skeleton of what they used to. We became very efficient at managing and scheduling patients. Um, and then we had only patients that required assistance have people with assistance be there. And so today, compared to a year ago, uh, a patient will come in for their appointment. It's typically just the patient that's there. They'll wait less long uh, and we'll still see them. We'll still take care of them. And of course, you know, we as providers need to keep ourselves safe. And so um, protective equipment uh, we established. But again, we had a lot of those policies already in place through, you know, pink eye uh, type of cases, as well as other infectious type of cases. We know how to, you know, gown, glove, use PPP and all the rest of that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so the biggest impact for us was that first eight weeks from basically March 
until the middle of May when we were figuring out, okay, how do we care for our patients? How long can we push them off? And then once we restart, we then had to take care of all the people that we hadn't been taking care of and we had to do it very efficiently. We were able to, I think, successfully do that. Terrific. Um, how about, let's, let's talk real quick on innovations in uh, technology. You know, we, we're working here uh, at the chamber and then with our economic development partnership to build uh, innovation, more of an innovation culture, knowing that uh, manufacturing, healthcare, automotive, everybody's moving forward technology-wise. Um, are there some recent innovations or different uh, pieces of technology that you'd like to share with as to what you're doing to better serve your, your patients and um, in, in their health and wellness? Yeah, so from a technological perspective, um, we actually recently uh, purchased and are beginning to implement a light adjustable laser, which is useful for patients who want to have better vision after cataract surgery. And so if you think of how standard cataract surgery is done, and even cataract surgery in and of itself is just an amazing thought process. You can take patients who have very poor vision and within roughly 15 minutes, give patients very, very good vision. And with standard cataract surgery, almost every patient requires a little bit of a glasses prescription to just tweak uh, so that they can get better vision. And there's a technology that's available where a lens is implanted in the eye that you can adjust the power of the lens with a UV light laser post-operatively. And so you can kind of put in a lens that is roughly fitted to a patient's eye, but then through different um, laser procedures, get the astigmatism as well as that kind of fine tuning done. And that's a newer technology. There's only a few um, institutions in the United States that have that technolo technology uh, capable. And we at the Eye Clinic of Wisconsin have it. And we're going to begin implementing it within the next few months. Um, so that's probably one of our most exciting pieces of technology that we have. We also um, have a bunch of newer providers who have started within the Eye Clinic of Wisconsin within the last two years, and they are interested at uh, doing research. And so we have a couple of our young providers that are working with um, the pharmaceutical industry as well as just with uh, uh, scientific community at universities to develop some research protocols. Uh, a few of note that hopefully will be coming up, uh, specifically working with uh, macular degeneration, as well as different surgical techniques to help to improve macular degeneration. Um, we at the Eye Clinic have always been forward thinking. Um, that's one of the nice things about owning your own business is that when newer pieces of technology or when the ability to do something that's cutting edge, we don't have to wait for months and months of uh, bureaucratic red tape. We get together, we decide whether we want to do it, and if we decide as a, a majority to do it, we do it. And uh, that's really, really enjoyable because, like I said, other institutions, uh, colleagues that I have who've gone into private practice, excuse me, into academia, have waited months, if not years, behind um, what I've been able to do uh, uh, yeah. because of the fact that we're able to be so autonomous. Yeah, that's that sounds incredible. So you can put a lens inside somebody's eye and you can adjust it with an infrared laser, you said? Yeah, it's actually a UV laser. There's some challenges to it. So actually patients have to wear these protective goggles until the lens is quote unquote fixed um, because any UV light exposure then you know kind of fixes the lens and it's kind of in there. But yeah, basically you can get within you know a few diopters originally with normal lenses or even a portion of a diopter, but that last little bit can then be adjusted through 
uh, predetermined refractions that are done, as well as with a UV laser to then uh, change the power of the lens while it's inside of the eye, which is pretty crazy. I mean, it's like, you know, if you think about, you know, you're younger and you get contact lenses, you wear that, of course, on the surface of your eye. Imagine having something that you can put in your eye and then get adjusted and then have it fixed. Yeah, pretty cool. Absolutely. Sounds really neat. Um, you know, other than that, um, we covered a lot of ground in the, in the time here. Um, let me ask you, so you're from Wausau. Uh, you grew up here. Um, what's your favorite Wisconsin sports team? Brewers, Packers, Bucks? Well, that's hard. Uh, I think, I mean, I got to go with my Badgers, um, you know, but that that's a, that's a split. I mean, I love the Packers as well. Uh, I was the 2001 homecoming king, so I'm a Badger through um, and I'm a big Wisconsin football fan. I always have been. Uh, I am, you know, stoked uh, of where the Badgers are. I know this year was a wee bit of rebuilding for us, but I think Graham Mertz has a ton of talent. I think that Chris is an amazing coach, and I think that Jim Leonard is an amazing coach. And hopefully Alvarez and the alumni can come up with enough money to keep both Chris and uh, Leonard at Wisconsin for a while because between Mertz and the new running back that they have, Wisconsin is going to be good in the next few years. And they always have a great offensive line. So it's nice to to root for the Badgers. The Packers, of course, I love as well. I'm a big football fan, and um, it's a good time to be a Wisconsinite. Between the Bucks and the Brewers, the Packers and the Badgers, I mean, it's really good. And then, you know, the Wisconsin basketball team, the men's basketball team is phenomenal, and hockey is good every year. So, yeah. yeah. It's like asking who your favorite kid is, you know? That's a hard question yeah. to answer. But if I if I got to be forced to answer it, it's got to be the Wisconsin football team. That's good. Uh, and noteworthy that you were then the 2001 homecoming king at UW-Madison. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Well, Dr. Ashbrenner, thanks for your time. Uh, been very enlightening conversation. Uh, you sharing your your personal story, uh, and then um, the pandemic and the eye clinic and some of the new technology. Look forward to seeing you more in the community. Like I said, if you have any feedback for us, or your friends have feedback for us as to what we're trying to do to build a stronger community for this century for your kids, for your family, you let us know. Okay. Otherwise, thank you for your time. Definitely. Thank you for spending uh, the early part of this afternoon with me. I greatly appreciate it. Absolutely. You take care now. Take care. Bye-bye. This podcast episode is a production of the Greater Wausau Chamber of Commerce.